Ladies and gentlemen, we're expecting some moderate turbulence. Please remain seated and enjoy the show. Hello. And welcome to... Moderate Turbulence. I'm Jeremy. I'm Adele. It's been a while, Adele. How are you? Oh, boy. What a month it's been. <laughs> it has been. It's been, a, it's been a minute since we've recorded a podcast. Yeah, and we're going to tell you why. So this episode, as many of our episodes are, when we've been away for a little bit, this is our longest um, break. Our longest podcast drought. <laughs> yeah, the and it wasn't planned, and it wasn't by choice. Uh, just life really freaking happened. Yeah. Like hard. Yeah, real hard. <laughs> um, so we're just going to start back up to... Uh, beginning of April, um, we finished a phase of initial. So we were doing our second phase of initial here in Vancouver. Um, I had my own class for the first time. It was really fun. Um, I really enjoyed uh, my group. We got to party with them at the end uh, with yep. With our successful participants and, you know, kind of send them off into the world. And, yeah, it's, uh, it's a celebration. It's, yeah, sort of like a, yay, you did it sort of thing. Yeah, that's normal. Yeah, exactly. That was, you know, a month ago. <laughs> so congratulations to all of them. Um, I've been chatting with a lot of the participants from my class and uh, a lot of them were doing their first flights over the last few days. Uh, and, you know, there's sort of, I don't want to say nerves, but more like, hey, I want to make sure I'm doing everything correctly and... uh some people are getting some great flights. Uh, some people are doing turns. Some have actually worked together. So it's a lot of fun. So congratulations to all of you. I hope you have long, fruitful careers uh, with our airline. Uh, so that's sort of part one. You know, we ended up going back to Calgary after that phase finished. We went back to Calgary uh, for a little bit. We brought Roxy, of course. Uh, and so what happened when we got back to Calgary? I mean... First off, it was minus 11. Yeah. The first day that we were there walking Roxy in our neighborhood after her specifically not being there for the full two months, at least. Um, yeah, it was horrible. Yeah, it, <laughs> it was, was minus 11. And then I think the next day we got a foot of snow. Yeah, it was just crazy weather pretty much that whole week. It was cold. I was wearing my winter parka gloves. Uh, a toque, like full scarf, winter booth. Like I was freezing. It was yeah. really cold. Um, and yeah, we got snow later the in the week. A few times we just woke up and there was like snow, not, you know, a little sprinkle or whatever, like fully covering everything. Yeah. We had to shovel several times. Yep. More than once in one day, I had to shovel a few times because it kept coming down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but that first week, I had a lot of uh, appointments planned, you know, the regular, haven't been home in a while, need to get done, you know, hair appointment, um, dentist, dentist yep. I booked a facial, things like that, uh, just things that need to be done. Um, yeah. And then after a week of being home. Uh, I started feeling sick. Yeah, we all know what that means, right? So I tested myself on the Friday. Uh, to, you know, make sure everything was good. And I tested negative. So I was like, okay, we had some plans to see some friends on the Sunday. So tested myself again on Sunday before going to see friends. And I tested positive for COVID. You know, finally, a couple of years later, 
I, I'm surprised it took that long, but I finally got the COVID. Yeah. And uh, as Jeremy said, he had been sick. That was his third day of being sick, but he was a little bit better. So we thought if he wasn't positive, we'd probably be able to still see friends maybe. But of course, you know, you put the COVID label on it and, you know, you have to stay home. You have to yeah. do all the the rule abiding things and such. So, you know, of course, being in close contact with him, I was testing negative at that point, but um, it was inevitable. Two days later, I did test uh, positive, positive as well. As well. Yeah. Uh, our symptoms weren't horrible. Yeah. Kind of regular cold and flu symptoms. Yeah, like I like I was saying um, to friends and, and people who are asking, I've had worse colds. Like it wasn't wasn't the end of the world. Now, mind you, I'm double double triple. vaxxed plus a plus a booster. Yeah, mm-hmm. so triple, I guess, vax. So, like you know, I've I've done all the things you're supposed to do. Um, actually, we ran into someone today who we know who got COVID really really early on and still has like like underlying sim not symptoms but still feels the effects of it i should say before like any vaccinations came out so you know yeah exactly she got it right at the beginning you yeah. know in 2020 march april of 2020 so um definitely thankful that i got it now you know 2 years later and not back then yeah uh yeah but Still, as as much of our as our symptoms were mild, um, I feel like I'm still experiencing some of them a little bit. I was very very congested for yeah. I'd say at least a week. Yep, same. Popping those decongestants, which I found were a little bit helpful, but still not very helpful. I think my voice right now is still a little bit nasally. I hear myself as, and the more I speak, the more I hear the nasal tones come out. And I'm also quite tired because, I mean, we're going to get into that as well. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so also, I mean, that also explains why we didn't record because for a good two weeks, um, we had COVID and we were congested and we, we didn't were do anything. low energy, yeah. of course, and we sounded terrible. Yeah. So we weren't going to record and make you listen to our terrible congested nasally voices. <laughs> um, and we, since we were doing, weren't doing anything, we also really didn't have much to say. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, I have a few topics that I, I want to talk about and we're going to touch on them today. It's not going to be a big like, oh, we're talking uh, today about this topic. It's more of a catch up thing, but there's a few, a few things to discuss. Um, so obviously the whole COVID thing, luckily we weren't flying. We drove back to Calgary and then when we had to come back to Vancouver, we ended up driving back here as well. Uh, so that was good. No flying, no infecting other people. Oh, I mean, by that time we were negative. So that's good. Uh, and so we came back to Vancouver and just yesterday, so today's Tuesday that we're recording, uh, this will be released tomorrow on Wednesday. Yay. Back to Wednesday. Uh, but yesterday on Monday, what did we start? Oh, we started our next phase of initial training. So we're, of course, back in Vancouver, um, still in our same uh, location, still with Roxy. Um, The weather uh, in Vancouver is very mild, which is wonderful. And the humidity, I think, has helped heal us a bit as well um, from our congestion and just kind of a little bit of lingering uh, COVIDness. And yeah, we gave ourselves a few days as well. So we got here last Thursday mm-hmm. um, so we can settle in, get some groceries, have a few days off, 
chill before the intensity of another initial training begins. Yeah. So that started, yeah, yesterday, the 5 a.m. wake up, uh, get there, full day of meeting people, kind of setting the tone, wearing our uniforms again, being fully uh, groomed properly, uh, setting the example for everyone. Um, And being on, basically, being on for the full two days. Uh, yesterday and today. And I mean, this is the introduction of a whole new um, group of flight attendants or future flight attendants, I should say. And I mean, it's great. I, I love initial training. It's my favorite thing in the world when it comes to uh, to being an instructor. Um, but it, it is a lot of work. It's very tiring. And since we, we did just come off of COVID, like I'm still feeling the effects of just being fatigued, you know, just like, I don't want to say short of breath, but like, you know, I went to the gym, what, yesterday or two days ago, and I'm still sort of feeling it. Like, I'm still muscle soreness and stuff, and I couldn't go as hard as I used to at the gym. So, it's, I mean, these are the post-COVID effects. Yeah, and um, Sunday, uh, so two days ago, we, uh, you know, we're preparing for, for the day. We hung out with our friend Michelle. Um, Hi, Mish. <laughs> not sure if she's listening, but sometimes yeah. I think she does. Um <laughs> And uh, Jeremy got went out to get his hair cut. Um, I just really wanted a matcha latte that day, like an iced matcha latte. So I was like, let's go uh, walk literally, I think, two, three blocks away yeah. to Honolulu Coffee here in Vancouver and get some um, matcha lattes. Well, I was going to get that. Jeremy wanted a mocha the and usual. such. <laughs> um, step off the curb, uh, heading there and <laughs> sprained my ankle yeah you've had nothing uh, but bad luck with your ankles lately uh i mean a couple months ago right before you got into training you were almost off for like two weeks because of your ankle it was another really bad sprain did we ever post pictures of that one i mean probably not um if the people who are listening follow me on instagram they would have seen it um when that happened back in October, but yeah, exactly six months ago, I sprained my left ankle and that was a really bad sprain. Um, I was off my feet for almost two weeks. Mm-hmm. I was trying to, I was told to put weight on it as soon as possible and, you know, yeah. you build not, it back up. And yeah, yeah, not be too immobilized, but yeah, it was really bad. It was very painful. It was hard to sleep and just being immobile, I would still feel the throbbing. Um, this time I sprained my right ankle. It's not as bad of a sprain by any means because, you know, I dealt with that pain very recently. So now the compa- the pain in comparison is, you know, very mild. Mm-hmm. However, I just, you know, looked at my foot today and it's quite bruised again. <laughs> black and blue again. Yeah. Um, it still does hurt when I walk on it, but I'm like, I'm tired of dealing with my ankle and not being able to do things. So I'm just... I'm still at work. Part of my uniform at work is wearing compression stockings. So I think that's also helping um, with the swelling and maybe the pain a little bit. And I think it's just, you know, powering through is just, yeah. obviously I'm not running a marathon or doing jumping jacks or anything. I'm walking on it, sitting a lot, kind of leaning on things, helping me if I need, like going up and downstairs and being careful. Um, but yeah, I'm not right now on the couch with my foot elevated 24 seven at this moment. I can't, Mm -hmm. I just like, 
I cannot do that right now. I couldn't not go to work. I could not meet my class. I couldn't. Yeah. Uh, I mean, people are aware, but um, if I need to take a break, I'll take a break. I took some Advil and I'm just icing it whenever I have a, a moment as well. Yeah, when we so, get back and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that was just not fun. It's still pain. It's still limiting my movement and I have to go to physio again. Yeah. Um, thankfully here uh, where we are, there's a physio aco- across the street. Hopefully they're good. My first appointment is tomorrow morning. So, yeah. um, you know, fingers crossed that it's a great place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really just went uh, with vicinity and not uh, anything else. <laughs> it was proximity to where we're staying. That was yeah. the deciding factor. Yeah. Well, exactly. I wasn't going to venture out to... Uh, anywhere further than that Mm -hmm. and yeah so we'll see hopefully we heal up because i'm just kind of you know mentally and physically drained with everything that's been happening so understandably yeah i would need some positive outcomes at this point yeah yeah um and so so like we said we started the new phase yesterday so of course adele's on her feet a lot yesterday and today Hopefully, I mean, I, I hope your ankle gets better quickly. Like you said, luckily, I mean, it would it sucks that it happened, but luckily, it's not nearly as bad as the last one. Um, yeah, and Roxy's right now; she's just exploring things around, so I think she's okay. She she's on her bed. Um, so the other thing, I'm not sure if this is going to sound a little different. So we did get a little bit of a uh, new equipment to sort of run the podcast. Uh, we have plans on interviewing some of our some of our airline friends again. We want to hopefully do it within the same room that they're in. So we got some new equipment here so that we can actually record up to four people at the same time in the same room. Uh, so with that new equipment, hopefully it sounds okay through the microphones. I just set it up for the first time and tested it out and it seems to be working. Uh, so I hope it works out for everybody uh, who's listening out there. Yeah, Jeremy treated himself, which is super exciting for him and the podcast. It's his baby. Like I've mentioned before, I just sit down and speak into a microphone jeremy literally does everything else um so it's very nice that we have this and yeah if we especially you know post covid getting being able to be in the same room uh, as everyone is going to be nice so uh let's hope uh, we get that set up um soon but uh, as you can imagine we're probably going to have some of the our fellow instructors as our first you know in-person guests uh, because we're here with them. We're not in Calgary or anywhere else for another several weeks. Um, so expect uh, them on the podcast at some point. If not, it's going to be us as per usual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you'll probably hear Trevor. He'll come back on again at some point. Uh, we might get Alberto on as well. And a few of our other instructor friends uh, who are out here in Vancouver, um, like you said. So we'll have a little fun. So now to bring an aviation topic back at hand, now that we've given you a quick little update about us and what's been going on, one of the hot topics, especially amongst flight attendants, is the fact that uh, one airline in the US, Delta, they have recently announced that they will start paying flight attendants for boarding. Now, this is an interesting development because traditionally it's sort of known around the aviation world that flight attendants don't get paid for boarding flight attendants get paid when the aircraft is moving under its own power that's sort of when we get paid right we don't get paid for boarding yes we show up sometimes we board for 40 45 50 up to almost an hour before the plane leaves we're not getting paid for that 
So we're going to chat about that a little bit. Uh, my view on it might be a little controversial. Not everybody agrees with what I like to say about it, but uh, we're going to have a quick little discussion about it. So how do you feel about that, that flight attendants are getting paid for boarding at Delta? They fought for it and they got it. Well, I mean, the last sentence that you just said, if they fought for something and they were able to be successful and receive what they wanted, awesome, good for them. However, there's a lot more to the story than that. Um, there's more to just, oh, yeah, let's give the flight attendants more money. Obviously, the world doesn't just work that way. Yeah, It's not as easy as that. Um, there's a lot of factors that go into that and, you know... Um, it's not just, uh, black and white. Yeah. Uh, so first of all, shout out to Todd who actually, he shared the article with us. We were going to do this anyway, but I'm glad that Todd, uh, Todd shared the article with us and congratulations because he just ran a marathon, uh, this past weekend. So kudos to Toddy, our number one fan, my good buddy who's been on the podcast. Um, so my sort of view on this, like you just said, there's more to it. Money doesn't just appear. Money doesn't just appear to pay flight attendants for certain things. You can't just say, well, I want to get paid more for this and be like, okay, cool. Boom, done. So my sort of stance on it is if every airline decided we're going to pay flight attendants for boarding, where does the money come from for that? Right? Whenever there's some sort of negotiation and something happens, whether you get a pay increase or whether there's some sort of difference going on with how the pay is done, the money has to come from somewhere. So... The way I look at it with our airline, if we decided to start paying for boarding, cool, but that would probably mean like a decrease in your wage. So there's a trade-off somewhere. Yeah, you might get paid for boarding, but you're not going to get paid as much for your hourly wage, let's say. So is it worth it? You know what? Some people who do three and four legs a day, yeah, it's going to be really worth it for them. Those people who are far more senior, who do one leg and go overseas and then one leg to come home, who only do the boarding once per day, it's not going to be worth it for them. So how can you make it fair and equal for everybody? That's the hardest part to figure out. And I'm almost like, you know what? Continue increasing your hourly wage when you get raises, you know, every year, every couple of years, whatever your airline does, continue that way and then keep it the same across the board. I'm okay with that. You know, give me a higher hourly wage and don't worry about paying me for boarding. Do I want to decrease my hourly wage so that I can get paid for boarding? I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. I don't know if figuring out the logistics for that is worth it. What do you think? Well, yeah, exactly. There's a lot that goes into it. Um, I don't know the full details of what happened with Delta. Did they just be like, oh, yeah, Whatever you're getting paid for the rest, you also get an extra hour for boarding. Uh, no. So the rate of pay during boarding will be 50% of regular wages Okay. for Delta. The change comes as Delta plans to increase the boarding time for single aisle or narrow body planes from 35 to 40 minutes, which the airline expects will increase the percentage of flights that depart on time. So it's an on-time performance sort of issue. They're making boarding times longer. So now they're compensating the flight attendants, which is great. I think that's wonderful. But are they decreasing hourly wages? Is there like, where does the money come from? They're not just going to be like, boom, here's randomly X amount of dollars that's allocated for now flight attendants boarding. Delta has a lot of flight attendants in the 
I mean, I think of our airline. We've got a lot of flight attendants. They're way bigger than we are. Well, yeah, they're an American carrier, so a major American carrier with yeah. a, a lot of flight attendant bases throughout. So it's a lot, and yeah, who's where's the money coming from to pay that? Yeah. Um, but another factor that comes into play for this is the fact that Delta isn't unionized. Del- oh, they're not. No, I, don't I think didn't so. know that. And there was, you know, speculation around this new boarding pay topic is that the airline kind of want to put a, wanted to put a, like a kibosh on them getting unionized. If, you know, here's here's money. So it's incentive. So you don't form a union. Oh, that's o- interesting. Obviously, we don't know the full details, but that's what's kind of been going around uh, the flight attendant rumor mill. Uh, which would, you know, kind of explain a little bit of why they were able to get it. Because, I mean, as archaic as certain things are, you know, it's been that way forever. It's just the way it is. Uh, Yeah, so that could be one thing. Um, Most airlines in Canada are unionized. Yeah, the majority. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's the way um, most of everything is functioning in Canada. Um, so if we wanted to implement that tomorrow, not as easy. I mean, not to say that yeah. Delta flight attendants had it easy and just got what they wanted because they asked for it one time. Um, but it's a lot different when you're unionized employees. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Now I remember going through negotiations and I remember going to all the meetings and like the union meetings and talking about collective agreements and bargaining and all of that. And I remember when there was something that the the flight attendant group wanted, they wanted to gain something. And the company would say, okay, but what are you going to give up? Like it's cost neutral. And then they would basically say, you want to gain this? Okay, that's cool. We have to figure out what it is that you want and figure out a price to attach to it. We need a dollar amount. So that if it's going to be, let's say, a cost-neutral bargaining, that means if there's a dollar amount of something you want, you have to give up something in return. So, okay, cool. We're just going to put a random number. $5 million it costs you to get this. So you have to give up something worth $5 million for the greater, you know, the greater good. Now it's neutral. Boom. It's basically you want something, there's a dollar amount attached. So if our airline all of a sudden said, hey, you know what? We want to pay the flight attendants for boarding. 50% of your wage, yada, 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 you know, our accountants and all of the the lawyers and the all of the the people who deal with all the numbers and stuff, they would have to go through, figure out, okay, how much is that going to cost? Let's put a dollar amount to it and figure out, is it feasible? Can we do it? Is it possible to actually make it happen? Personally, I think if they did that, it's going to cost a lot of money. And I'm talking in the millions, maybe tens of millions of dollars per year. And if they did that, where's that money going to come from? Are they going to have to decrease our wage? Are they going to have to take away from a wage increase, like a a raise? Like, what do you have to do to get that money? It doesn't just appear out of thin air. It has to come from somewhere. And the fact that Delta got this sort of at the tail, I want to say tail end of the pandemic, but you know, the last two years have been difficult for all airlines. So where's that money coming from? Exactly. I was but, just about to say, after a pandemic, you're giving more money to your yeah. finance. But like hmm. you said, if this is incentive 
to sort of, oh, well, you know what? I know you're talking about possibly forming a union for your flight attendants. How about you don't? And let's give you a little more money over here. So it's incentive. Maybe. Maybe that's it. I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, it's such a such an interesting world when you talk about, you know, unions, collective bargaining, flight attendants, you know, rallying everyone together, trying to trying to get as much as you can without obviously bankrupting the company because that doesn't serve anybody's purpose. So, you know, how do you how do you do it all to still remain everybody being successful, you know? It's such a fine line to sort of walk. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. What do you think, everybody out there? Are you part of an airline? Have you been part of a union? Are you part of any sort of company that has, you know, unionized employees? And how do you do what's best for all parties involved? Like, it's uh, it's such a interesting, wonderful world. So what was the next uh, thing you wanted to chat about? Uh, so there is another sort of incident that I want to talk about, but I want to do some more research on the incident first. It was shared to me by Natalie, who's... Uh, uh, a listener of the podcast, and uh, she's a good, a close friend as well. She was actually a former participant of mine who then became a trainer. Uh, she's off on mat leave right now. I believe she's coming back to uh, to training soon. Um, and she shared a very interesting article with me about an aircraft incident and sort of the conclusion of it now that all the investigations are done. So I think we're going to save that for our next episode where we're going to get back into an airline incident. Woohoo! I'm so excited to do that. <laughs> All right, well, let's leave you on that cliffhanger. And uh, remember that if you are out there flying... Always be nice to your flight attendants. Because they might have to save your butt one day. All right, thanks, everybody. Stay safe out there. Goodbye. Bye now. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts. We have new episodes every Wednesday. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Moderate Turbulence on Instagram at Mod Turbulence on Twitter and follow us individually on Instagram at Huffy J and at La Delvi. Thank you.